Hebrews 12 chapter is our foundation of scripture. Go there. We're in a new series of lessons. We said winning is key in 2023, but our series for this month of November is winning life's race. Say that with me, winning life's race. Yes, yes, yes. And for my subtopic today, I want to talk about the great life of faith. Say that with me, the great life of faith. Amen. Let's turn to the foundation of scripture. I have a few others that I want to go to. And I want to just, if you don't mind, I normally usually, you know, uh, take the runway, but we're going to try the helicopter today. Hallelujah. So open your Bibles to Hebrews 12 and 2 Timothy 4 and 7. I want to get you there before I get there. As we begin this new series of lessons regarding your journey winning through life. All of us are on a journey called the great race of life. And what you do on this journey and how well you run your race will greatly impact your final standing in eternity. My goal is to give you the knowledge and the tools of how you not only can run a great race for eternity, but to also have a strong, powerful finish in fulfilling your God-given purpose. So I pray that what you hear in these series will inspire you with godly wisdom and heavenly direction to complete your journey through life and finish the race. And not just finish the race, but I want you to finish strong. Say that with me. I must finish strong. Are you there in Hebrews 12 and 1? I'm going to read out of the New King James Version, if you don't mind. It says, therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us. Watch this. And let us run with endurance the race. We're talking about life's race. If you're going to win life's race, you got to run with endurance. In other words, you can't give up. Say it with me. I cannot give up. Let me finish reading. Let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. Now, 2 Timothy 4 and 7, I told you to go there. I want to read that one too. It says, I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race, right? Out of the New King James Verse says, I have kept the faith. So you got to finish the race, right? Finally, there is laid up for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will give to me on that day. And not to me only, but also to all who have loved his appearing. So as we're starting this journey, Paul says, I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Now that should be the goal of every believer to run and finish the great race of faith. It's going to be your faith that carries you over the finish line. Faith is the principal thing. God moves off of faith. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. So there's an old saying that says the journey of a thousand miles begins with a single step. 
Isn't that the truth? And to start your journey and to finish the race, begin with the first step. Every journey and every race has a beginning and an end. And what we do between those two points has the potential to greatly impact eternity. So God considers the value of your race to be so great that it can only be measured by eternity. The eternal value of your life is so great that God promises those who finish the great race of faith will receive a great reward. Amen. So your journey is a lifetime, lifetime, lifetime journey because it will take a lifetime to complete. So where you end up and what you accomplish in this journey of life is entirely up to you. Your life can either be a huge eternal success or a big terrible mess. It is entirely up to you. Look down your road and tell everybody it's entirely up to you. And say it's up, it's, it's up to me too. All right, so in your race through life, oh, I feel good right here. You will be tested with trials and tribulations. There will be mountains to climb, storms to overcome, mighty rivers to cross, fierce battles to fight. But those who stay in the race, those who finish the race and fight the good fight of faith and fulfill their God-given purpose will receive the great treasures of heaven. And so God takes us on this journey toward our destination. Every race and every journey begins with a first step. Say that with me. I got to take the first step. So if God has given you something to do today, what you got to do is take the first step or take the initiative and move toward what God has called you to do. Now, I know everybody in here, we're going to have obstacles. We're going to have things we got to do, mountains to climb. We got to have education. We got to train. We got to do all these things. All those things we must do, those pit stops and stuff like that. But you got to take the first step in order to achieve the goal that God has showed you. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And so the most important step you will take on your journey toward eternity is to make sure your first step is in the right direction. It is absolutely vital that your first move is in the right direction. Say that with me. My first move, my first step got to be in the right direction. What good is it if you walk all day toward a destination, but it's in the wrong direction? It's vital that you first step is, is in the right direction. And to help, with, uh, help you with this, I want, you to, uh, I want to give you four steps that will keep you on the course in the right direction. All right? So that you can run your race and have a strong finish. Now, first, just as the journey of a thousand miles begins with a single step, even though the journey that leads to eternity begins with a single decision, God's design for your life is an eternal plan that begins with an eternal decision. Can you say amen? amen. 
Now, there are two decisions in taking your first step that will determine the whole outcome of your journey through life. That the first decision will determine when your journey uh, will begin, and the second decision will determine the success of your journey. And so, the ultimate success of your journey through life for to the, to run this great race completely rests on these two decisions. Are you ready? Number one, first, your eternal journey does not begin the moment you are born. But the moment you are born again in Jesus Christ as your eternal Savior. That's when your life begins. Your eternal life, your lifetime journey for eternity cannot begin until you make the life-changing decision. Can you say amen? So there will be many decisions you will make, you will, you will be called upon to make during your lifetime, but no decision can match the importance of believing in Jesus Christ. This is the first and most important decision of your entire life. Your decision regarding Jesus Christ will determine the outcome of your eternal destiny. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man come unto the Father. I don't care how good you are. I don't care how many good deeds you've done. You've got to accept Jesus Christ. That's the most greatest decision that you will ever make, the most important decision you will ever make is to make a, a decision to follow Jesus. Are you hearing me? And so listen to me. Your race for eternity begins and ends with Jesus Christ. Why? Because you cannot run the race of faith without Jesus. The only way you're going to run this race of faith, you got to have Christ in your life. And that's why this decision is the first step. Are you still with me? So the second part of the first step that will make your journey a success. I thought I was at the finish the first step, but not the second part of the first step. As your decision to make Jesus Christ the absolute Lord of your life. You have made him savior of your life. But the second part of that is you got to make him the Lord of your life. Say that with me. He must be my savior. And he must be my Lord. And if you fail to make the decision as the foundation of your life, you will constantly struggle as a Christian. He's got to be the Savior, and he's got to be the Lord of your life. And that's why so many Christians are struggling, because they have made him Lord. In other words, you haven't let him be in charge. You're still trying to be in charge. You're still saying what you need to do, where you need to go. You're still trying to make up things and try to make your own way and make your own success. No, he said, if you stay in the law of the word day and night, you shall have good success. So I got to make him the Lord of my life. Yeah. 
And many Christians are willing to claim Jesus as their Savior, but they refuse to serve him as their Lord. You cannot, listen to me, finish the race of faith without Jesus as your Lord. So he's got to be my Savior and he's got to be my Lord. That's a part one and two of the first step. You still walking with me? You're still stepping with me. All right, good. So the first step that moves you into the right direction is to believe in Jesus Christ as your Savior and to obey him as your Lord. So it's not enough to just come to the altar and be saved. You got to keep coming so that God can build you up. You got saved once, but now you need to grow. You just can't say, well, I got saved. Now I can just stay home. Don't come. Don't get built up. Don't fellowship. Don't do anything. Don't read my Bible. Don't pray. Don't, you know, don't do anything to build up my faith. You're going to be right where, back where you started. You got to grow. So let's see the impact of this. The second step. I said four, right? Second step is that you must recognize that this great race you are running has the potential to impact lives for eternity. All right? You're taking notes. You got to, you got to download the app. You got the notes there. So the Bible is filled with numerous stories of those who have a powerful impact on the world and eternity because they believe God and obey God in their great race of faith. Oh, Abraham obeyed God and journeyed to a land that God showed him. By obeying God's purpose, he became the father of many nations. He was not the father of any, but God made him the father of many. Joseph began his journey in a pit became one of the most powerful men in the world. His journey of faith and forgiveness spared the world and his people Israel. See, just because you start out one way don't mean you're going to end up uh, the same way. You may start one way, but you'll end up altogether a different way. Can you say amen? I might have started in the pit, but I'm going to end up in the palace. Come on here, somebody. you already done determined in your mind you're not going to end up the way you started come on y'all know how y'all started out where you come from I don't know where your country or where you come from or whether you came from Georgia or Alabama or Mississippi it doesn't matter hey I'm not going to end up the way I started out you know why because I speak differently I know that God got bigger and greater things for me I speak those things that be not as though they were I can now speak like God say I can speak so I can have what God say I can have so I can do what God say I can do and I can be who God say I can be I don't care about what they're lying about I know what God said If God said it, that settles it. If God said it, that settles it. If God said it, that settles it. It is done. Look down your room and tell everybody it is done. Tell them, say, it's done concerning me. Whatever God said concerning me, tell them, say, it's already done. 
and I don't care who put their mouth on me, tell them, say, it's already done. He's still speaking some stuff over your life. He's still got more for you, my sister. He's still got more for you, my brother. Let the long-tongued liar keep on lying. Well, the more they talk, the more I show them God blessing. My God, I keep stepping high in their face. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, hey, have you seen it yet? No, I ain't seen it yet. I don't have to see it in order to believe it. I believe it to the point that I receive it. My faith has already taken me there and said it's already done. And so now I'm waiting to see the manifestations of God. Look down your road and say, it shall manifest. Tell say, if God be God, and I know he's God. It shall manifest. Come on, tell him like I said. Say, if God be God, and I know he's God, it shall manifest. Now give God a praise offering on it if you know that to be true. I ain't sudden about what the... Let them folk keep looking like they looking. I'm going to praise God in their faith. Because if God been good to you, you ought to show some signs. Wave at somebody say, I'm just getting started. Because I got a new beginning. A fresh new start. All right, I got to finish up. Y'all should know, I got to close it up. We got company. Look at Elijah. Elijah took an exhausted journey through the wilderness and God sent the raven to feed him. You don't know who God going to use to bless your life. He used old dirty bird, old raven to come by and feed the man of God. You don't know who got your blessing in their hand. You don't know who God going to touch and come by your address, come by your house and say, hey, I'm here. Use old raven to come by. Let me know God can use anybody, anything. Why you talking God using somebody that you talking about? You got to stop talking about them people. God going to use that for every person to bless your life. Why you talking about them? Look at you and say, I might be the one that bless you. and then you know what a journey through the wilderness can be like. Elijah's obedience brought forth a great national revival that for a time turned Israel's heart back to God. All because of one man obedience turned the whole nation back to God. You sit around talking about little me, you think you're going to lose somebody like me? God will use you. Gideon sitting around talking about, I ain't nobody. God said, I can use you, Gideon. The one that think they ain't nobody, them the one I want to use. Because they got to trust me. The other one think that they got it all cocky and think they got it all. Well, then you know they got to go let them go and do it by themselves. 
How's that working for you? Let's see how that turned out. I don't know about you, but I need God every day of my life. The more I find out I know, the more I find out I don't know. The more I realize that I need God because I mess up, hallelujah, if I didn't have God in my life. Hallelujah. These men that gone before us, these patriots that have gone before us, show us, prove that God can use anybody. Why he can't use you. Yeah, but you know I done sinned. The Bible says all have sinned. Come short of the glory of God. He's got a remedy for that. Let Jesus' blood cover your sin. Let his blood wash away your sin, and it'll put you in right standing back with God. Who else was on the journey? Jesus' journey began in a stable in Bethlehem. And his obedience to God carried him to a rugged cross that brought salvation to all who believed in his name. But his race is not yet finished. For he will return from heaven as the king of all kings and the Lord of all lords. Are y'all hearing me? And Paul's great race began on a desert road to Damascus uh-huh, and ended in a prison cell in Rome. And he wrote most of the New Testament that has touched the hearts of countless generations. And so in his great race, Paul said, I have finished the race and I have kept the faith. These are just a few of the many whose lives greatly impact eternity because they chose to believe God and obey him. And that same potential of faith is in you right now. If you believe in Jesus Christ and you obey him as your Lord, you have the same potential to impact the world for eternity. Can you say amen? amen. Now, however... Uh, and this is really important. I don't miss this. No matter how you live your life, whether it is good or bad, you will have an impact on those around you. You will never, you will either, you will either impact them on the narrow road that leads to eternity and the glory of God, or you will lead them down the broad road that leads to death and hell. It is a vital, it is vital that you understand that the great race you are running will impact lives for eternity. Some of us going to take people to heaven with us and some folk going to take other folk to hell with them. One of the greatest things that's greater than going to heaven is taking people with you. One of the worst things to do is to go to hell and take some folk with you. That's worse than going to hell, taking other people with you. If you're going to go, just go by yourself. Huh? I just like folk with suicide. Well, I'm going to see. I'm going to take other folk with me. Then I'm going to take myself. No, you, you do you first. Then come see about us. You do you first and then come see about us. <laughs> Lord, forgive me. 
It is vital that you understand that the great race you are running will impact lives for eternity. Perhaps you think your life is too insignificant to have an impact on God's kingdom. And I know I'm talking to somebody in here. But you really don't know that. The decision you make today may be the very decision uh, that starts a chain reaction in the lives of many people. So your race for the kingdom of God could have far-reaching implications that could stretch far into eternity. And remember now, it's not how you start out, but it's how you end up. And so the third key to the step, I must haste, to, to the step of your journey is the will of God. Say that with me, the will of God. Will yes, the success of your race is directly related to your walk with God. And you can only walk with God by knowing and doing his will. I cannot stress enough the importance of knowing and doing the will of God. Let's see what we got here. First John 2 and 17 says, the world is passing away and the lust of it. But he who does the will of God abides forever. Do y'all see that scripture? It's important that you do the will of God so that you can abide forever. So the will of God is so important that Jesus said, I have come to do the will of my Father in heaven. And so Jesus also said in Matthew 7 and 21, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. But he who does the will of my father in heaven. So you've got to do the will of your father. Knowing and doing the will of God is vital in your great race of faith. Knowing and doing the will of God is the gateway to great eternal, the great eternal rewards that God has for you. And you ask, how can I know the will of God? You can know the will of God. Proverbs 3 and 5 picks it up and says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not not to your own understanding in all your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths not path but paths do not be wise in your own eyes that's the problem with America we're being uh, wise in our own eyes don't be wise in your own eyes but fear the Lord and depart from evil look like we're gravitating toward evil the evil even the more Evil is everywhere. We're gravitating towards it. Are you following me? And if you will apply those three verses to every area of your life, you will accomplish the will of God that will guide you in the race of faith. And would you like to have a great uh, eternal success? I would say yes, all of us would. And would you like to reap rewards that are exceedingly, exceeding abundantly greater than all that we could ask or think? Uh-huh, do you wish to hear Jesus say, well done, thy good and faithful servant? If so, then the will of God must be one of the first steps that you take in the great race of faith. Say this with me, I must pursue the will of God for my life. 
Yes, the will of God mean more to me than anything that I can gain on this earth. I would rather be in his will than to be the richest person on this earth. What shall a man give in exchange for his soul? Uh-huh, will a man, my God, gain the whole world and lose his own soul? I would rather be in the will of God. And I know, listen, while we're here, we know that we seek God first. He will add these things unto us, right? But I would not put the things before I put the giver of the things. The giver of the things must be first so I can enjoy the things. I don't put the things before the giver of the thing because the things can't keep me. I got to stay with the giver of the thing. So I will not. Are you hearing me? I would rather be in the will of God than to live in the finest house. I would rather be in the will of God than to have the finest car. I would rather be in the will of God than to have the finest wardrobe. I would rather be in the will of God than to know all of, you know, the who's who and all of those uh, entertainers and all of those people who are famous. I would rather be in the will of God. I would rather be in the will of God, my God, than to have everything there is that have because being in the will of God means I got everything I need. Somebody ought to say something in here. It's important that I be in the will of God. Holler back at me and say it's important that I be in the will of God. It's critical that I be in the will of God. It's imperative that I be in the will of God. I got to be in the will of God. Because if I'm not in the will of God, then I'm going in the wrong direction. I must be in the will of God with everything that I do. God, if you don't want me to go there, close that door. Close that door. But open every door that I need to walk through. God is opening some doors for you right now. And you got to be at the right place at the right time, going in the right direction. When he opened the door so you can walk right through the door. Can you say amen? But if I don't need to go through this door, God close that door so that I won't go through that door. I don't have to worry about that door. I don't have to wonder about that door. Because if you wanted me to go through that door, you would have opened it right up. Because you got my interest at heart. I thank God that he cares about his children. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I said, he's opening doors for you right now. Tell him, say, be ready to walk through the door when God opens the door. Tell him, say, you got more doors that God wants to open. Yes. Oh, I, oh I'm feeling pretty good right here. Ask him the question, when, when God opens the door. Come on, ask him, say, when God opens the door. Will you be ready to walk right in? Yes, I will. Let me practice right now. Open the door, God. Okay. Somebody show me how you're going to walk in when you walk in. Show me how you're going to walk in. First natural, then spiritual. That's what the Bible says. Show me how you're going to walk in. Come on, you're going to walk all dapper and sporty. Some of y'all just go run right in. You just go... You're not going to run right in the door. Hallelujah. Now give God praise for opening the doors for you. Oh. 
then, and then, the fourth step. I'm coming in now first lady. Y'all be seated, I'm coming in right now. The fourth step, y'all done gave me enough time. In the race of your faith, is that you got to live totally for the king and his king. Look what it said, Matthew 6 and 33. But seek first the kingdom of God and what? Y'all help me finish it. And his what? And his what? And his righteousness. So your success in eternity is not measured by the riches you have accumulated or by your fame or by your earthly knowledge or your earthly wisdom or even by your great deeds you have done. But get this, the greatness of your life, write this down, the greatness of your life is measured by how much you live for the kingdom of God. So Jesus said, seek first the kingdom of God. You do that by running your race laser focused on Jesus and his kingdom. Watch this. It's not about you and it's not about me. It is and always has been about Jesus Christ and his kingdom. His kingdom is an eternal kingdom that will endure forever. And if you are not seeking the king and his kingdom, then you are on the wrong road and in the wrong race. Are you following me? So if you truly desire to have eternal success that pleases God and greatly impact eternity, then you must pursue the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And to do that, you must run your race with the goal of finishing and winning the race. Did you get that? And that's why Paul said in 1 Corinthians 9 and 24, my last verse, do you not know that those who run in a race all run. Say that with me. We all run it. But only one received the prize. So he said, run in such a way that you may obtain. Now he's talking to all of you got to run in such a way that you want to win. You ain't act like you want to win. Hey, uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. You got to run like you want to win. And it is God's desire that you run your race with such power and faith that you will only finish the race, but you also will win a crowd. The Bible talks about us winning a crowd. Are y'all following me? So in closing, you got to run your race. Look at somebody say, you got to run your own race. I personally believe time is fast running out. And right now is the time to wake up and run your race of faith with all of your heart and with all of your strength. And it all begins with taking these First four steps. I hope you're going to be with me the whole month when I'm talking in this series. It begins with these four, first four steps. 
uh-huh, and you got to be moving in the right direction. Say that with me. It is critical that I move in the right direction. So first, know Jesus as your Savior and serve him as Lord. That's the first step. step second step, recognize the potential of your race to impact eternity. The third step, know and do the will of God. And the fourth step is you give your all to the king and his kingdom. This is the day that God has given you to run your race and to finish it in such a way that you will win a crowd. I'm talking about the great race of faith. You've got to start with faith. God moves on faith. That's the principal thing. Huh? That you got to have faith. Because if you don't have it, you can't please God. Faith moves God. So if I'm going to run this race, I got to get my faith right. I ain't playing no more games. I'm getting it together. I'm ready to move forward. Hallelujah. And if God is like he say he is, for the rest of my life, my life is going to change and I'm going to go in the right direction. And my life is going to, the latter part of my life is going to be better than the former. See, some of us don't know it yet because we ain't got started yet. See, so today is your first step of getting started of having a great journey for the rest of your life. Hallelujah. Everybody's standing. I told you, you gave me a few minutes there, extra. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm going to end it right there. I feel like having some more church, but I'm going to end it right there. Uh, hallelujah. Ooh, we didn't have company today. Right about now, I done took this jacket off. The new suit, this double-breasted suit, I took the jacket off the towel, and we're going to go at it. But I ain't going to do it today. Maybe next week. Maybe the next <laughs> Hallelujah. But listen. I believe God gave you what you needed today. I, I really believe God gave you. You see how the wind of the Spirit just moved and in this room at the first beginning of the service. We didn't have to wait to the end to pray for people. God just moved right there at the beginning. See, you know, some churches you go to, they ain't going to let no spirit move. Uh-uh. Stay with this program. Uh-uh. No, no spirit, nothing. Get up. Don't come down here yet. We ain't called no altar yet. That's how they just locked in. They programmed like that. But thanks be to God that we allow God to have his way in what he desires to do. Amen. 
And so right now, would you bow your heads with me?